Mark Petroni with you for the next two solid gold hours of freedom-loving news talk, awesomeness. So very glad you could join us on this Thursday edition of the Mark Petroni Show. Lots coming up. Tom Quiggin, always a terrific guest. He'll be talking about China's ongoing spying, espionage, a corporate theft in Canada, the bribing of public officials, quite possibly and probably, how it's destroying the country and how we need to push back against these Chicoms. And uh, Sarah Petroni is back, by the way, and kicking butt. Spencer Fernando on how Aaron O'Toole has a long list of scapegoats uh, over his party's defeat in the recent federal election. Yep, the Conservative Party lost. Lost uh, votes, lost seats. And guess what? Aaron O'Toole's name is not on that list of scapegoats. Well, it should be at the very top of that list, Aaron. But he wants to survive. He's hanging on by his fingernails for the time being. The Conservative Party of Canada looking more and more like controlled opposition. People accused Max Bernier's party, the, the People's Party, of being controlled opposition. I'm starting to wonder if it's, in fact, the Conservative Party, a party whose job appears to be now to prop up Trudeau, the most unpopular elected leader of high office in Canada by far. I, 32% he got. You know, that may be the lowest in the Western world. I don't know. I'd have to check, but yeah. Uh, less than one-third of voters elected Mr. Popularity, assuming, of course, that the Liberals didn't cheat. We also have lawyer Christine Van Gein on the legal fight over vax passes in British Columbia. Meantime, the persecution of the unvaxed hits the airline industry in a big way. The Wall Street Journal reporting that United Airlines is preparing to fire almost 600 employees who refused to get the COVID-19 vaccine. In August, United said all of its 67,000 U.S.-based employees must be vaccinated for COVID by September the 27th, unless they had a religious or medical exemption. And, well, that deadline has, has come and gone, my friends. And so those workers apparently can still save their job if they opt to get uh, the jab in the coming days before the official termination begins. We'll see if they do or not, but uh, if they haven't done so up to now, they're probably the kind of people who don't like to be bullied and coerced into putting substances into their bodies that uh, they don't feel 100% confident about. And there are many of them, my friends. I mean, we already have a shortage of many skilled workers in many sectors in, uh, in Canada and the United States. And uh, so now what, we're going to fire a bunch of them who won't take the jab? Now, of course, we already know that federal government workers facing layoffs, cuts, uh, all sorts of things. But if, if you're in the NBA, you get a pass. Well, important people, it's different for them. Like celebrities, they get to do what they want. I saw this tweet uh, this morning, Mike McMullen. You don't destroy people's businesses, get them terminated from their jobs, create mass financial hardship, and strip people of their fundamental rights because you care about their safety or their health. He says, this isn't about you, it's about them. Ontario now recommending the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine over Moderna for people 
from 18 years old to 24, effective immediately due to observed increases of myocarditis cases with the Moderna jab. That's a heart inflammation. Now, let's listen to uh, the Chief Medical Officer of Health, Dr. Kieran Moore, talking about that. While we are making this recommendation, it is important to note that myocarditis, pericarditis, following COVID mRNA vaccines remains a rare adverse event following immunization. It is the mandate being made out of an abundance of caution. The yeah, province is new. Yeah, don't, there's nothing to see here. That's um, CTV News. My point is that it's the science keep changes, uh, keeps changing, though, doesn't it? The government, people like Justin Trudeau, chastise the unvaxxed for doing what they're, for not doing what they're told. And point to the science time and time again, says the jabs are safe and effective. and uh, But then the science changes, it evolves, and that's what science does. <laughs> you know, it always has. We find out new information, right? People point to the science as if it's fixed, as if, well, that's it, it's over. It's decided. It's over. You know, don't don't go there anymore. But the problem is science has an enorm- annoying habit of continuing to find out new stuff because the science is never settled, despite what the climate change hucksters want you to think. Stuff we thought was true, well, it turns out that, hey, you know what, that was wrong, and here's why. It happens all the time. But somehow when it comes to certain substances... We're just supposed to turn a blind eye. And now we find out the threat of myocarditis in 18 to 24-year-olds is high enough the government says you should take the Pfizer instead. And if you are in that age group and already took the Moderna shot because the government said you should because the government pointed to the science, well, now too bad for you. Sorry. Yeah. They say it's rare. Well... If it's that rare, then why even bother issuing this decree about the Moderna shot effective immediately? Right. The risk of myocarditis in Ontario following the second dose of Moderna in men 18 to 24 was 1 in 5,000. And the, the government, those are the government's own numbers. The government is much lower, or the number rather is much lower for women. But one in 5,000, it's, it's not that rare. Excuse me. <laughs> it's not that rare. One in 5,000? It's not your chances of winning the lottery. That's rare. YouTube now banning anybody critical of the jabs. So does talking about news like this, recent announcement straight out of the government's mouth, does, does that get you booted off uh, YouTube as well? Ah, you could try it. Try your luck. Look, just understand the risks as we know them. That's all. I mean, to the best degree you can. Some people, uh, you know, shoot off their mouth and it ends up, well, not looking very good. Like Karen Croak Heisler, she's a 67-year-old Notre Dame professor, former, says uh, she once said, damn the unjabbed. And she died, sadly, after 12 days after taking the Pfizer shot, the third that she took. Anyway, it's, uh, it, is, it is unfortunate. The reputation of banksters 
for ha- for being cutthroats appears to be well deserved. Yeah, the Toronto Dominion Bank. This is in uh, Blacklock's reporter, by the way, was fined four hundred thousand dollars for withholding. Okay, what did they do? They withheld a promised fee discount from over half a million seniors in Canada, according to a federal investigation. Yeah, so the banksters don't really mind screwing over seniors, do they? Well, we know the government doesn't mind. The bank was fined $400,000 for breach of the can of the Bank Act. But get this, it saved $31 million by withholding the seniors' rebates. So it held back the rebates, saved $31 million, and then was fined chump change for 400k for those guys. But uh, you know, like I said, considering they saved a, you know, a huge amount of money, Here's the quote in the story in Blacklocks. Over the six years, the breach was ongoing. This is, this is estimated to be approximately 400,000 customers. There's a lot of people involved here. And excess charges of, of approximately $31 million. That according to Commissioner Judith Robertson of the Financial Consumer Agency of Canada. And uh, the TD Bank does not dispute those totals. Well, why not find them $31 million? You know, they benefited $31 million. Isn't that like proceeds of crime kind of deal? Excuse me. Um, but they don't want to do that. So that paltry fine, that's not how you punish bad behavior. It's how you reward bad behavior. Those guys are going to go and throw a big party uh, and laugh off that $400,000 fine. And you can't have a great reset and a Trudeau-style dictatorship unless you destroy free speech. There's also this story in Blacklocks. A justice of the peace has lost her job after publishing a newspaper commentary. Lady's name is Julie Lausanne, and uh, she was found to have committed misconduct because she expressed an opinion in the National Post that the powers that be don't like. Back in 2016, Julie Lausanne of uh, Ottawa published a commentary in the National Post that criticized prosecutors for, get this, unacceptable tactics and lack of respect at bail hearings. Lausanne said, a prosecutor screamed at me and basically threw a temper tantrum. The misconduct was very serious, that according to the Ontario Superior Court and they were talking about the judge, her misconduct for writing in the, <laughs> for publishing a, an article. This case is about the public's confidence in the applicant as an impartial judicial officer. That's what the court wrote. Well, I'm calling BS on this one. As I see it, the court is saying you can't be impartial if you're critical of the conduct of prosecutors who are, or some, acting like children. Naturally, she's not happy. She says, I can no longer call it a court of law. Actually, this is what she wrote. It is a disgrace. Well, you're not supposed to criticize the system if you're part of the system, I suppose. Lausanne's commentary headlined, When Bail Courts Don't Follow the Law, was reprinted and cited in a bunch of different newspapers. Look, my friends, it takes great courage to speak out these days because the powers that be want to shut you up. Sadly... As soon as we do shut up, as soon as we, you know, stop expressing ourselves, the fascists win. Free speech, my friends, is a hill to die on, so you got to be prepared to die on it if you value freedom. 